0: Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up the block. At the five. At the two. At the one. To the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Stafford.
1: Drink it in now.
0: Get up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Oh baby, what a catch! Kenny got a You're a freak. What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread. I love the Lions. Say it with me.
1: Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool Aid, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers, thank you so much for joining us on a Friday. I mean, you know when it's Friday, kind of everybody's favorite day of the week. You know that I got to have a big old glass of that Honolulu Blue Kool Aid here for the show. Drink it in, uh... (laughs) man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! (laughs) But we're here on Friday. And like I said, on the Wednesday show, Logan Lamarandier has back to join us, which I really appreciate because I was like, I need to talk some draft with you. If we're going to talk free agency, I got to try to get you on so we can have a draft show. So that's what we're going to do today. It's about 40 some days away. I mean, it feels farther away, but every time I hear it, I get excited because it's right around the corner. So, Logan, how you doing here on a Friday? We're about ready to talk some NFL draft.
0: Oh, doing good. Just, yeah, the draft is not that far away. It, it kind of s- sneaks up on you this year with so much going on with the Lions uh, early in the off season. So it's – I feel like I'm a little behind this year where I'm typically at with the draft, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to diving into things. I – I
1: always kind of say it's my, it's my favorite event of the year. I've been known to say on the show, this is the biggest off season in the history of the Detroit lions. Then, uh, you know, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia go out and do what they do and ruin the team. But, like, this is a big draft, but, like, just think the next two years after this. We're loaded up with picks. We'll have a better roster. We'll have a coach that actually has a pulse, you know, and and can go out there and get these guys rolling. I mean, I I, I don't know if you've heard before, but Dan Campbell, I mean, he's just sick of what he's seen in Detroit. He's ready to turn around. You've had enough of that shit Yes, we have Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, you know what I think you should do? Maybe you should go out and just bite some freaking kneecaps, Dan freaking Campbell. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. And everybody out there that's like, are you going to play that every show? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to play that as much (laughs) as possible because Dan Campbell, as long as he wins football games, is going to be a rock star in this town. So let's not mess around anymore. Logan, let's get into some draft content. So where I wanted to start was pick number seven. You know, there's a few guys there that I would not move off the spot for. And then there's guys that would be there that I'm not so high on. I'd want to trade down and whatnot. Are there any players that you're just sitting there saying, if that guy's there at seven, I'm turning in the card. I'm good with it. And who are they?
0: Oh, yeah. So probably... I know this might not be the most popular pick, but Penny Sewell, I think if he's there, he's the type of talent at offensive tackle that you just can't pass up. And I know Taylor Decker is a solid left tackle, but I think the right tackle is becoming equally as important. And to have two of those, your your tackles set for the long-term future with two talented players, I just don't think you can pass them up. But really outside of that, I'm going to give you sound bites, at least for the pen That's, that's
1: the family feud. Correct. Who else you got?
0: Um, quarterbacks. And I, I think Zach Wilson's in that category. I know, you know how I feel about a quarterback at seven, but I think Zach Wilson, if he's somehow still there, I don't think he will be. Um, I think that's a guy you can't pass up. And then obviously Trevor Lawrence, we don't need to go into that though. But uh, you know outside of that there's there's really not any one player that if there's a trade option uh, to move down and get another future first round pick or something like that i, I pro- I'd probably be all for it because at this point, it's just getting as many draft picks as possible and increasing your chances to hit on the draft, which is basically the lottery okay, well,
1: I appreciate that, but. I was gonna save it for the show, but I might as well at least bring it up a little bit now. We'll weave it into the show. You did have a mock draft. You had a three-round mock that came out recently. Is that right, Mister Mister
0: Yeah, Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> and I believe at seven, you took a guy named Jalen Waddle. Did you or did you not?
0: Oh, I did. Yeah.
1: My my first inclination.
0: Nope. Nope. Nope.
1: <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> I I see the guy's speed. I I can understand why he may be a game changer, but for its seven, it just doesn't feel right. It's not a home run pick. It's not something where you're running out and getting the jersey. I mean, I'm just not a fan. I mean, again, going back to Family Feud, it'd be maybe a little bit of this for me. (laughs) A big old red X to some degree, even though I would hate it. I mean, of course, I'm going to like the guy if he puts on a Lions uniform. But I'm surprised you didn't have as many names that you would stick at seven because I'm always for a trade down. I mean, trade down is everybody's favorite option. I We're going to talk about it in a minute. All these teams that you possibly could deal down with. But I'm cool to stay at seven for Jamar Chase. <laughs> I feel like Jamar Chase is a ball player, and I would love to put him on the Lions and make him my number one for for the next however many years. So I'm staying there for Jamar Chase. Penny Sewell, we already talked about that. That was a good pick by you. That is incredible. Yeah, that was a good pick by you. And then how do you not bring up my guy, Logan? I've fallen in love with this guy. I'm turning in the card. I'm not even thinking about it. His name is Trey Lance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy is such a specimen at his pro day. He just looks like the new age quarterback. He's big. He's got a cannon. He wears a visor. He can run. He can throw. He can throw off platform. I mean, Trey Lance. That is incredible. Exactly, Jim Rome. That's what I think. I'm I'm taking him and, and here's my thing with Trey Lance. I've said it on the previous shows. I'm saying it again, people. My 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 plan if you took Trey Lance at seven would be you take him. Everybody knows he needs some seasoning, but he's a ball player. So you, you roll with Jared Goff. You also put in packages for Trey Lance as soon as he's ready, whether that be red zone, short yardage. You put in gadget plays and let him run them. You you, you even let him maybe take a series or two if, if Goff's having a bad day. I mean, we don't owe Jared Goff like the starting spot with no competition. So imagine that, Logan Lamorand, your competition in the quarterback room. I mean, we haven't had that in about – Uh, 12 years or so since they took number nine. (laughs) They've never had anybody there to push him. So I'm taking Trey Lance and I'm excited to do so. Wilson was on my list, but like you said, I don't expect him to be there. Justin Fields is is a player I'm going to consider at seven. I hear all this hate about him and this stupid argument where people are like, but he's from Ohio State. They never have good court. It doesn't matter. Like it, I, I don't care who else played there. Justin Fields runs like a four, 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 five. He can, he can make throws on, you know, on rhythm. He just needs to process a little better and and needs to have a decent team around him, which the Lions don't have right now. But it doesn't mean you just pass on a guy like Justin Fields uh, because you uh, the last five quarterbacks from that school haven't been good or because you you don't love him. I mean, that'd be a nice value, I think. So and Devonte Smith is on my list as well. I don't like him as a slender guy Benny Blades love them why probably because he won the Heisman trophy but if they turned the card and said Devontae Smith and he was just that Marvin Harrison for this team for seven to ten years I'd be cool with that too
0: yeah I mean and full disclosure in my mock draft I did all four quarterbacks were gone as well as Jamar Chase and Penny Stool so it was probably like the worst case scenario for the Lions I felt like And with Jalen Waddle, I just feel like if you're going to pick a player in the top 10, they need to have some sort of elite measurement of some sorts or something that differentiates them from players you can get later in the draft. And I think speed is just – it is speed is the name of the game in the NFL at this point. And Jalen Waddle, you can see the speed show up on tape. Even when I – when you look at his film – he didn't have many contested catches, but even when he there was somehow a defender who kept up with him or it was a poor throw, Jalen Waddle was still able to use his body and adjust well and you know catch the ball. So I, I like Jalen Waddle a little bit more as an NFL prospect than Devonta Smith. And even when they were on the field together this this past year, it was, was Jalen Waddle who was putting up the big numbers. So I, I at seven, yeah, there are plenty of players I would be fine taking, but. There's only a few that I would be like, if there's a trade down opportunity, there's really only a few that I would say, no, I'm not trading down. I'm just taking this guy and Justin Fields. He's an interesting quarterback because the, all the talents there, he's got it all. He's super accurate. Uh, it's just the whole processing. It's not Ohio state. It's the offense that he's in where his receivers always running just wide open. He's always throwing to just wide open players. And that's not going to happen in the NFL. So that's where I am a little bit concerned in that regard that, it, maybe it was pretty easy at Ohio State for him. And uh, under pressure, he wasn't very good under pressure. And that, again, I, I want to see quarterbacks that excel when it's tough for them, not just when it's easy. Because just about every quarterback in the NFL, when they have time and wide open receivers, they're going to look great. So that's just my hesitation with him. But again, Justin Fields, if he's sitting there at seven for the Lions, it would be very tough to take him. But I also imagine there's going to be a lot of teams that are chomping at the bit to get to that seventh pick and it's going to drive up the price tag and the lions are going to have a nice trade down offer, which I'd prefer. Cause that's going to Trey Lance. Now I, I think with him and in quarterbacks in general, and I, I know there's a tweet that you disagree with me about uh, regarding <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, Dude, I don't just don't think it's the, the right time right right for the now. lions don't to draft it. the quarterback. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't don't run down Trey Lance. I I'm sure you saw the pro day. I mean that's the that and his tape and he, he did it all as a freshman. Is really all I need to see from this kid. And and like I said, okay, he doesn't look like the the normal you know pack pocket passer everybody's used to. That's why I like him even more because he's a he's got legs. He can run you over. He can he's he's just a he's a specimen man. I'm telling you, the the only thing that can get that kid in trouble is if he just has inaccuracies or he can't you know play at the at the top level but i think he's going to be a a special type talent no doubt about it but what i wanted to do was give you um you know give you some props on your comebacks there for Jalen waddle but i thought i'd do it the only way i kind of do it here on the kool-aid cast and that's with the sound drop so i thought i'd let beetlejuice from the one only howard stern tell you what i thought about your your retort there
0: yeah i understand i got it in
1: my head dude so there's that. And then I think Jalen Waddle, when he gets going, I mean, he can do this to defenders.
0: I'll put him down to his knees, buddy. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> put him down to his knees, buddy. But uh, no, I, I like what you had to say. I mean, I guess there's only those players that I named that would get me excited. Your Jalen Waddle pick, I'd really have to see it on the football field to see him. Get some 50-yard touchdowns. Use his speed on a crossing route. Before I could really buy in, I know he did it at the college level, but he also was hurt a lot. And he's just—he doesn't wow me when I watch. You know, uh, other than the speed factor. Whereas these other guys, I mean, you can talk about Devontae Smith's size, and I've done so multiple times, but so silky, so smooth. And just like a, a guy that one of those guys that can just get open. And like the lions have had those big bodies that can go up and catch it or can score some touchdowns. But I'd love that guy that just every time you need him to, he's three yards open because he can just cross people up. He can run those routes. You know, same reason we like Jerry Judy uh, a year ago, just with the way he could run routes, even though I, I don't like either of them in the top seven or 10, but I still like him a lot as football players. So, so that's if we're stuck, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's the guys I mentioned. It's those premier positions um, and, and a couple wideouts that I do like. And, and, you know, I like the names you gave as well. Let's, let's talk about trades. So, you know, we both are proponents of trade downs. The, the teams I wrote down that I felt were most, you know, possible kind of at this point, I just scribbled a few down Washington football team, Carolina, possibly the Patriots, Denver, San Francisco, any other, you know, trade partners jump out to you. I mean, because I did a mock recently and like, I I feel like I can move down to any pick or move down multiple times and still find football players. So basically any trade back I'm a proponent of.
0: Yeah, no, same. I, I think if there's still a quarterback left on the board at seven uh, there's going to be those teams like Carolina, pretty much everyone, you hit them all in the head. They're, they're all going to be battling to move up to that seven spot to get the last quarterback, unless some team is happy with Mac Jones, which Hey, Mac Jones, (laughs) he basically put up the same numbers as Tua last year. And I know stats lie, but there might be a team that just think Mac Jones is going to be their guy. And maybe they're fine with him falling. But uh, it's really that seven spot. If there's that Trey Lance type of player that's still available, there's going to be trade down options. I'm pretty Confident in that. Although I said the same thing last year, and look what happened. (laughs) I I hate Mac Jones, to be honest. I
1: I don't like him. I I don't think he will. If he translates, he'll be like that mid-level to to upper-bottom-tier guy that, yeah, he can throw the ball, but he's never going to it's a different ball game now man you got to be dynamic with your feet you got to be able to to make plays out off schedule and i feel like he's a guy he wants to stand there like statue and throw it to wide open people and i just other than his accuracy and like yeah he went to alabama and stuff i i don't see it really with him i could be proven wrong but that's not a guy that excites me whatsoever so let me ask you this i know we gotta keep this thing moving but trey lance is there at 7 you're you're definitely looking more to trade out with one of those teams than just take that player?
0: Oh, yeah, because Trey Lance, yeah, you, you mentioned it. He had, His skill set is amazing. He has it all. But the inaccuracy, that's something that just always doesn't get fixed. And um, so that's a concern. And I think for the Lions right now, if they were to draft a quarterback this year, the Lions are going to have a very small window under that, rookie contract and i think Here that rookie go. contract <laughs> it's so important you look <laughs> at the, how many other Logan, teams have, theory. Go ahead. have gotten to the super bowl after they had a strong team and then they find a way whether it be trading up to go get the quarterback and that propels them to the next level and then once that quarterback starts making money there's only a couple of quarterbacks in the league that can still be still make their teams a winning team year in and year out, despite being paid a lot of money and not having a ton of talent around them. And I your odds of finding that player in the draft are so low. Even though you like these prospects, they the quarterbacks have to be so good once they get that second contract to really pull that team up and put the team on their shoulders to be Super Bowl contenders. And yes, there are a couple quarterbacks out there, a few quarterbacks that can do that but that's not that many when you consider how many quarterbacks are drafted every year. So to me, it's just, it's not the right time. I would much rather the lions build up a roster, have a roster, a young developing core in place. When you add that quarterback in, you know, one, maybe even two years down the road of, you know, having a full four years of having that cheap rookie QB contract and you're able to build around it. And, Give yourself the best chances possible. So to me, it's just at a point right now where if you draft Trey Lance, he's a bit of a project. Who knows in year three where he'll be at? You'd assume he'd be good by then. But if the Lions, if everything goes perfectly in the next two years for Detroit, that gives the Lions a two years window before they would probably have to pay Trey Lance if he's truly good. And is is he truly good enough? where he's going to be able to just basically carry the team on his shoulders while he gets all that money and you have to make cuts elsewhere and you're, you draft you're losing draft capital or at the better you are, the lower your draft picks are. And you know good teams find a way to still win even with lower draft picks. But I, I just think there's a plan of attack that teams have taken that have been successful, and that is when they have a solid roster in place and then get the quarterback as the final piece of the puzzle.
1: Logan, I, I sat back quietly while I let you get that in again. <laughs> I know you
0: hate it. You it's hate your, it.
1: It's your go-to. And here's the thing. This is this is what you're going to like. So once you said that a couple times on the show, I got thinking about it. I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I like the concept, because, but it, it's kind of like what we're going to get to later about your QB tweet and some of the other stuff. I think it's always like if everything else works out perfectly and in two years, your team's just absolutely on fire and then you're just going to put in this quarterback and he's magically going to be great for four years, making no money. Now there's lots of issues with that for me. Like, Getting the team up to speed in that time frame, assuming in two years there's a perfect guy at your selection that you could take. So this is what I'm going to spin it to you before we get our sponsors in here. We're doing a little bit of rapid-fired show once again here on the Kool-Aid cast. We appreciate having Logan from Sports Illustrated on. Here's my scenario again with Trey Lance. like You're acting like I'm saying take him, sit him for two years, and then uh, let him loose. What I'm saying is take him because he's a hell of a prospect at a pick if he's sitting there and then give him a little time. So maybe the first four games or so it's all Jared Goff, but then, Hey, this kid's showing out in practice. All right, let's get him. Let's get him on the football field. So we can finally do some of those gadget things or different things that people have to plan for, which has done plenty of other teams. Well, and then next thing, you know, maybe Jared Goff is struggling. Maybe we realize that he's not what we all hoped he would be and come in here So and the kid, if he's if he's turning it on, you just slowly turn the keys over and then you let go of Jared Goff next year. And away we go. If he's coming along a little bit slower and Jared Goff is balling out, you have that luxury And here. Logan Lambert, are you ready for the kicker of all this? I'm going to sell you right now on this before we take our commercial break. Are you ready?
0: I guess so. I'll see (laughs) what you have to say. If they take <laughs>
1: Trey Lance right now and they go through all the steps I'm talking about, and for some reason he he can't play, he's from North Dakota State, and he doesn't end up being good, and all of his physical traits fall off the map, and he can't hit the broadside of a barn, you want to know what? We got two first round picks the next two years that we could at some point duck in again for another quarterback. So you almost like you almost like got a, a, a get out of jail free card. But you're also taking the swing on this huge prospect. Did I sell you? Like, there's so many things that make sense that contradict your wait for two years and get a perfect guy and drop him in the bucket.
0: <laughs> I'm not even saying in two years he'll be the perfect guy. I'm just saying that you've seen teams go to the Super Bowl that have the Carson Wentz's and the Jared Goffs of the world. You don't need to even draft the perfect guy if you actually have the team around him in place first. And it, Gives you a four year window compared to maybe a two year window with Lance. But I, I, yes, it can work both ways. And I'm not saying that if you drafted Trey Lance this year, it couldn't work and the Lions could be in Super Bowl contention in three years. I just find that more unlikely. And, you know, to poke holes in my own theory, yeah, it's, it might be more difficult to build a complete team than it is to find a good quarterback so it can it can go both ways i would just prefer taking my chances with a four-year window as opposed to a two-year window
1: i like the four-year window better than the two-year window but let me remind you 43 touchdowns no ints 1400 yards on the or over a thousand yards on the ground 14 rushing touchdowns like that's that's as a freshman bro that's like a guy that just showed up on campus and said give me a football let's go so I mean that and what I saw on his pro day and on his tape does not lie just I'm telling you he's got something he just looks the part he was even cool calm and just sort of like okay yeah he missed a few throws but nobody like he just had something that jumped off the page to me so I'm all on board as you could tell with Trey Lance but um I did want to throw this in before I know we said we we're taking a break, but to me, the two perfect teams are the San Francisco 49ers. If the lions don't like Trey Lance, which I know um, Matt Derry on lockdown Lions said he had some inside info that they don't like him mistake. But anyway, um, You know, I could see a team like San Francisco loving a player like that. I could see the Washington football team saying, yeah, we have Fist Magic, but this kid could come in and be our guy, you know, into next year, ready to roll. I mean, those are the two teams, I think, that make the most sense. And I love both of those, dropping down to 12 or dropping down to 19. So I think we're both on the same page that 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 medium trade down, go down to the middle of the first round would really be a perfect scenario. Oh,
0: yeah. And especially considering if, if it's for a team trading up to get a quarterback, you usually get a lot more value because there's a, usually a bidding more and teams are all about trading up for a quarterback. You get a lot more value out of a trade back when it's for a quarterback than a other positions. So uh, this, this draft, I feel like, you know, defense, it's not very defensive heavy at all in terms of the top prospects. And, you know, maybe that would be a good range to take Micah Parsons. If the lions drop back to 12, if he was still there, you know, someone of that nature, I think just, at a position of need and the value that you're getting in the middle rounds is a lot better than it would be at seven or the middle of the draft first round, I should say.
1: Agree with you there. When we come back from the break, we're going to give some of our favorite names, people to look for in rounds. One, two, three. We might even get into the fourth round, throw some names. But when we get back from the break, I want to talk to Logan about this tweet he put out uh, about a quarterback. And, and we we've, we've sort of got into it, but we'll mix it up a little bit, as well as we want to talk about his mock draft, give the people who he got and, and why, give you a little bit of that, and uh, just talk some more drafts. So everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Okry of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. This is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe podcasting network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this sound bite on the show. <laughs> We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe. B-L-E-A-V-E-N Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Uh, we got Anchor Podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, go check out Anchor, no doubt about it. Go check out My Believe in Lions with Benny Blades. It's a fun show. I think you guys will really like it. Benny's hilarious, and he brings that player perspective that we love to hear on the podcast. But again, I'm just really excited and thankful that Logan Lamorandier from SI, Sports Illustrated, has come on the show here uh, this week Wednesday and Friday and talking lines with me so Logan you ready to talk a little more draft before we get you out of here for the week
0: oh, show do you got a you got a
1: cup with you you got a mug maybe i could fill you up a little bit before we get going
0: uh yeah, I got a Guinness right here.
1: <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, that or or just honolulu Blue Kool-Aid might work. Drink it in. Uh... <laughs> Either one. Perfect. But uh
0: let, I need a go. refill, so we're good.
1: I am glad because you might need a little bit of a sip here cuz I'm about to get after you right now, Logan. So again, L lamoranda you're on Twitter. 20,000 followers, always putting out good content. Uh you know, I'm always uh sharing and liking his stuff whenever I can. But but you put out this tweet. You said, I would agree to the Lions drafting a quarterback at seven. If you could guarantee that he'll be a Hall of Famer. And that's not realistic. More likely, the quarterback <laughs> will just be like most other starting quarterbacks that play great win games until they get the big second contract and losing their supporting cast. So. Here's my issue with that tweet. This is a a classic Logan tweet. Logan's been known to come on the show, and I'll ask him a question. He'll give me 50% of one answer, 50% of the other. He's right down the middle. He's got both sides covered. And on that one, I feel like he did the same thing. You would agree getting a QB if I can guarantee you he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, everybody would. (laughs) But my thing is the whole thing with drafting quarterbacks is that There's such a premier and the lions don't have one long-term. And I, I don't know what their, their plan is for Jared Goff. I know they, Brad Holmes loves him, but like, if it's me, I'm willing to take that QB because I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but it's worth the risk as well as it's just such a premier spot. If you hit on it and you have two of them, great. If you have zero, well, you better find one, ASAP. So we just traded one, but we got a nice haul for him. So I guess my issue with that is just – Don't you got to be one side or the other, Logan? You got to be bold and go out and get one, or you got to play the scared game and just say, well, if you can't guarantee me, he's going to be incredible. I'll just find a bargain basement bin guy, like you said, or a guy that's good. And then you're worried about losing your whole team, which you said is your, your concept. So I I just don't agree with it, man. I think it's, you got to go all in on quarterbacks and deal with the results.
0: And I would be all in on a quarterback. If Jared Goff wasn't around right now, and that's not a, big hindrance or anything where it's like we have jared goff can't draft a quarterback but it's more so where just the lions are at uh it goes back to what i was saying earlier a lot how if if he is a good quarterback but he's not the quarterback that can be like an aaron Rodgers and consistently win even when he's taking up a lot of big portion of the salary cap then i don't think it's worth it for the lions to take quarterback this year and everyone's always like well it's such a great quarterback class this year and it's like I feel like we say that every other year. It's always like a great great quarterback class. And one of the weaker quarterback classes was considered when Mitch Trubisky came out. And he also had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in that draft. You have guys like Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow who climb up the charts every year. I'm not too concerned about quarterbacks in the future. I'm just more concerned about the Lions were to draft a quarterback this year and they don't know or aren't super confident that he is going to be a great player. Then I don't think the quarterback should be the the pick at seven this year. That's really all I'm saying that the hall of famer thing. Yeah. might've been a little over the top. That's why I said it wasn't realistic, but you have to be completely sold on a quarterback this year that he is going to be a great quarterback. Um, as sure as you can be in order to draft in this year, when the lions aren't going to be winning much of anything or being in contention for playoffs for, we know this year, at least we think, and probably next year. So again, it's all about the odds. I'm playing the odds here.
1: But, but I guess my counterpoint is you, you never really know. And also it's kind of the perfect time to get a guy because you're picking at number seven overall that. It, if they put, you know, even a bit better product on the field win a few more games, as well as, you know, I, I, I just think, you know, the Lions are always going to dictate who they feel is worth it at quarterback. You know, it doesn't really matter what me or you think. They may love a guy, they may not, and that's who they're going to take with no guarantees of him being good or whatever. They're just using their best judgment. So what I'm saying is that if they think their best judgment is to take a guy, no one's guaranteeing them just this amazing career, but they're saying, well, what we know and where we're at as a team and what we think this guy can be, we think it's the right time and the right player to take. And I just think you can't play around with that too much. Like, again, a lot of people always want to wait out. Well, maybe next year be better. Maybe next year you're not, you're not picking as high. Maybe you're picking higher, but maybe there's not a guy there. <laughs> there's all these, there's all these things in in the mix. So I'm just saying like, You know, quarterbacks. It's it's hard for me to pass them up because until you found your guy, and once you find your guy, you can go pass up quarterbacks after that. But until you do, you're trying to take bites at the apple to find that Hall of Famer, to find that guy that's going to be good instead of sitting back. Like again, I agree with almost every other tweet you put out, but this one I was kind of like, how are you going to find a quarterback if you're always thinking, well, I don't know if he's going to be an all-time great or I'm not quite for sure. You got to be like, hey. This is a guy that I'm ready to roll the dice on and and, and he's going to be our guy. And then if he's not, you're going to take the next guy trying to find the next, you know, quality starter in Detroit. That's kind of my approach at it.
0: Well, for sure. And you're going to eventually, I'm not saying two years from now, if the Lions still have a quarterback, they shouldn't take a quarterback because it's too risky. I'm saying for this year, I don't like the risk. And when you're picking a player like Trey Lance that, you know, who's to say that the Lions won't have a higher pick next year and there's a better quarterback prospect than Trey Lance? Like, we just don't know. And so, for me, it it really all boils down to, is this the right time to pick a quarterback? And it it goes back to that window argument of, I'd rather have four years of a rookie quarterback contract compared to two years. And that's what it comes down to. But, yes, you're going to have to take a chance eventually. I just want to do it right now.
1: You ready to admit that you just hate Trey Lance here on the show. Do it. I That's
0: like okay. Trey Lance. I, I do. I actually like all the quarterbacks <laughs> to a certain extent. They all have their flaws a little bit, but they're all very talented. The top four quarterbacks in this draft all have a ton of talent. And that talent doesn't always equal NFL success, but uh they're definitely you have they all have what you look for in a quarterback in terms of art, arm strength and you know having that new New style of, you know, escape ability out of the pocket and be able to run a little bit. Uh, So uh, they are. They're, they're nice prospects.
1: So, so let me jump in on you. This is, this is Logan doing what Logan does again. You just said a a diatribe about you don't like the quarterback or you, you're not sure you would take one in this draft, yet you love all the quarterbacks. Well, if you love all the quarterbacks, why would you not take a quarterback? So here's my question Are you not taking a quarterback because you're just set that? golf is their guy and they're gonna you want to ride out the two years and figure everything out or are you not wanting to take one because you don't think any of them are going to be nfl quality for the detroit lions in in years to come
0: uh, so really it's more so i just don't think it's the right time it, it goes right back to it i don't think it's a good spot to draft a quarterback if they're not completely sold on i And mean, with trey lance yeah, I, I mentioned how I like all of his traits, but the accuracy issue like that scares me. He, this guy, in in order for it to make sense to draft a quarterback this year, he has to be so good when his second contract or when after his rookie contracts up that the Lions are still going to be able to find ways to be in contention for the Super Bowl, even though they're paying a lot of money to the quarterback. I it it all just keeps revolving around back to that window of I want four years over too.
1: I. I just think you're a little too hung up on that because there's plenty of teams Maybe in the I Super am. Bowl Maybe that paying, paying QBs like 30, 20. What, the average for Super Bowl QBs has got to be, you know, anywhere from 25 to $30 million nowadays, if not more. So, well, I mean, it does hamper you, but those are the teams that are winning too because they got the ultimate you know, trigger man, the the guy that touched the ball in every offensive play. So like you say, we, we could go back and but- forth. I guess like for me, it's just, um, you know, the golf thing is the big question mark for me. It's like, I don't know what their plan is for them. I don't know how he's going to play like with your plan in like two years, you maybe don't address it, but you really know golf's not your guy. You've paid him a bunch of money and you got really no good plan. You're just hoping that there's either a free agent you can latch on to or a guy in the, you're, you're assuming you'll be in the top 10 again, which I I just think that's that's risky business. But I, I don't know. We so, ta- table this. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I just want to put in there. So, yeah, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, Hall of Fame quarterback. He's being paid a good amount, but he's not being paid like elite money. He took a lot of pay cuts. Patrick Mahomes the last few years still been on his rookie contract. Yes, he signed that big, huge extension, but that hasn't impacted the cap yet. He's still making rookie money. The few years ago with the Rams, it was golf on a rookie contract. And once again, Tom Brady, the year before that, it was Tom Brady and Nick Foles slash Carson Wentz. And you just like, I I feel like all these teams outside of either have a hall of fame quarterback or you have a player on a rookie contract. So that's, that's where my head's at. I want to follow the trend. I want to try to implement what other teams have done, but I'm not saying drafting quarterback this year, Won't work out for the Lions, but again, I want that four-year window. Right, good points by you,
1: and the only counter I'll give is that Pat Mahomes sat his whole first year, second year is when he made his run, and then his third year. Uh, same with Golf. I don't, he didn't have a good rookie year at all. And then second, third year he came on. So that fits my Trey Lance thing is that by year two or three, he might just be heads and shoulders better than Jared Goff. You roll with him, and you're still getting the window that you just gave examples of. I mean, none of those guys went to the Super Bowl as rookies. Nobody really, you know, leads their team for that whole four years like you're hoping for. It's usually like years two, three or three, four, you know what I mean? And then there get the big payday that scares you to death. So, I mean, like I say, we'll leave it there. I get your side. I also think my side's a little bit aggressive, a little bit more like, you know, bigger swing. Um, but I, I think the lions are, it's going to be real interesting what they do in the draft process as well as at the quarterback position. So Logan, I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell the people a little bit about your mock draft. You did a three rounder. I thought you had some really interesting picks. Some that I agreed with some, I didn't, uh, just run that down kind of quickly player and, and why you took them there type of thing.
0: Yeah. So first overall was Jalen Waddle uh, at pick number seven, the lions and un- unfortunately just the way the draft fell, all four quarterbacks were gone uh jamar case jamar chase and penny sewell we're all we're all off the board so that kind of left you with either you know one of the alabama receivers uh micah parsons if you wanted him um so i yeah i would have loved to trade down i didn't do any trades in this knock so that was Jalen Waddle. he has at least uh His speed is a difference maker, and if you're going to draft someone in the top 10, they have to have some sort of elite trait that can separate them from the rest of the pack, and that's kind of what I liked with Jalen Waddle. But I do think you know it's tough for me to take a receiver at seven just because the drafts are always so full of receivers that you can get in the mid-rounds that can still be good. Um, It's just kind of how the draft fell. Uh, At pick 41, it was Zavin Collins, and he's a guy just huge. He's 6'4", 260 pounds, and I think I turned a lot of people off when I said that he would have been a perfect fit for uh, Matt Patricia's scheme. But <laughs> the thing about Collins is he actually has speed, and he can cover. So that's that's a little bit unique. Um, for It's just so rare to see a guy his size do what he does. And uh, if I did have one thing I wanted to see more from him from film, for how big he is, you think he would just, like, dominate – certain smaller players and uh you know when it came to tackling he would just be a stud he can get better in that aspect of the game but he's a guy that can cover and he's also big he can rush the passer um he can do some blitzing so i really like that about him i just thought that was good value in the second round in the third round um north dakota state offensive tackle dylan radons i believe is how you pronounce his name uh Guy that's not on a ton of people's, you know, like want list, but I just think at offensive tackle, Tyrell Crosby and Hal Vitai, Hal Vitai is going to be probably on the chopping block next year, unless he has just a great season this year, probably at guard. Uh, Tyrell Crosby is a free agent after the season. And I think the tackle position is super important. And with Raiders, it's just one of those things where I do think he needs maybe a little bit time to develop because he is only 299 pounds. So he's on the lighter side, but he's very athletic and he has the mentality to be like a mauler in the run game, which is big on the right side, but you also need to be able to pass protect. So if, if he can just put on some weight and that's one thing the NFL is very good at doing when they get guys in the NFL, they can bulk them up pretty good and put on muscle and keep developing um, these younger players. So I, it's it's fine that if he were to sit back a year uh, at one of the premium positions, if you can get a guy who has all the tools to be one of the better tackles in the league, and you get him in the third round, I think that's great value. And the, the tackle class in general is just there's a lot of good value guys because it's a, a deep tackle class. So I think the lines should take advantage of that because they're not really in the position to be overly picky at positions of need. And i I think offensive tackle it might not be a need this year, but it will be next year. And if you can grab one this year go for it um and then lastly with the the second pick in the third round that they got from the rams i went with patrick patrick jones the edge defender from pittsburgh and he's another guy who really you look at him he's like oh this guy has nfl written all over him he's six foot five 265 pounds uh has a great burst off the line um but Much like Raiden's, he kind of has a little bit of that. Uh, He needs to develop more power to his game. Now, Jones, what's concerning about him is anytime you get to the late third round, there's always going to be concerns with the player. Um, It's just his power aspect of his rush. So uh, he has quite a few moves, but his, his power rushing, you know, converting the speed to power isn't quite there. So that's something that could be maybe coached up. And again, hitting the NFL weight room could help, but he's got the potential to be great on the edge and the lions need a pass rush. Trey flowers and aquara are both, you know, good pass rushers. Um, I, I want to say that they're elites. So the lions have the younger Aquara as well. Maybe we didn't see much from him last year, but you can never have enough edge players in the NFL. And I just liked Patrick Jones, uh, was kind of the way the board fell. I, I liked his value and his upside. Cause I'm all for the lions drafting high potential players and just giving them time to develop. Cause the lions frankly have enough time to, to let these guys develop. They're not in widnow mode this year.
1: Yeah. Great stuff there. I mean, everybody, you, you owe Logan uh, to go read the article or go check out one of his articles. Cause he broke it down really well there. When I, when I read it, you know, I just kind of had, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, as you mentioned, I, I just tend to like to weigh down receivers, but because he has that special trait of absolute speed, I could see why it could make some sense. Um, your second round pick is a guy that I've got here is one of my four favorites kind of per round, but I see him sneaking into the bottom of round one and a lot of mocks. And that's Collins who you brought up. Um, you know, I ragged on Jamie Collins on our free agent show, but Xavier Collins is a guy that I watched some tape on and man, because he does everything you mentioned. And the thing that jumped out to me was this guy a couple times was, you know, 15 plus yards downfield, jumping routes, covering people, and making interceptions and plays on the football. So if he can do that and rush off the edge and, you know, like you said, do some things in the middle of your defense, I, I like him as a player. Um, your Patrick Jones pick to me was a guy I've had circled as well just because he looks the part. But my problem with him is like the consistency factor as well as just uh, between him, Austin Bryant, the two quaras Flowers, um, you, you, you got a lot of guys there, but just uh, is any of them going to really be that dominant guy, or are you going to get enough snaps for all those guys? But uh, I do like him as a player. So I liked uh, everybody on your mock, the, the tackle I didn't know a ton about. So that got me to not only read it uh, even more, um, but to go look him up a little bit more and like say, I'm with you there. There to uh, tackle could be a, a nice addition. Just uh, I don't think they're set there and, and we're going to need to protect our quarterback, whoever it is. So, so good stuff there. Let, let's finish out the show with just a couple, maybe a name or two kind of per round. So uh, it's always fun talking draft. We could talk for hours, but in the first round, a couple names I wrote down were uh, Zayvon Collins, who we, you mentioned and I already talked about. And then l- let me tee this one up again, me and you have talked about sometimes even though we do the research and this and that, we, we don't always hear all these players names. Cause we're not watching all these teams every game, but the name comes from a big school position of need. Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa <laughs> from Notre Dame, the linebacker JOK. But this guy is no joke. See what I did there. Kind of J okay. He's a ball player. He's a, he's a small guy at linebacker, but again, It's 2021 people note to Matt Patricia (laughs) and Bob Quinn It's 2021. Get a little linebacker that can run around sideline to sideline cover and make plays. And that's what this guy does. So those were two names I I threw out in the back half of the round that might fit the lions. And like you said, defenders that you can't find at the top of the round Uh, who intrigues you in round one that you might want to throw out there for the people.
0: Uh, so, so Caleb Farley, you actually mentioned him back a month ago when I was yeah. on and I, the more I've watched him, the more I've kind of sweetened up with him. And now the lions don't need a corner necessarily. And I, I do want to give the two young guys in the lions roster a fair shake at it this year and see how they develop. but you can never have enough government in the NFL, just like pass rushers. You can't have enough of them. And to, to me, just with his size and his athleticism, He's someone who I think has a sky high potential, and he didn't play last year. But um, you know his 2019 film, I came away very impressed when I started deep diving, and, and he's just someone I was like, you know what, <laughs> I, if you're trying to take a good player, I, I would be happy with him. Not maybe not so much at seven, but um, I, I just really like what he has to offer. Quitty Pay is another one. I, I think I mentioned on your show previously as well that. Uh, it's not just a homer pick. I feel like usually I'm more harsh on Michigan players than I am other schools. Yeah. Play the music. <laughs>
1: <There it is. laughs> <laughs> Got to get it in.
0: Um, not a homer pick, just, but man, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> uh, but he's just, again, the athleticism there. And I think if there's one position that translates well to the next level. If you look at all the top pass rushes in the game, they're always in that elite category for, athleticism and that's what could pay is. And then last, I just want to touch on Rashawn Slater. Um, you know, some people have talked about him being a guard, maybe just because he doesn't have great length, uh, for a tackle, but his athleticism, uh, it, it's off the charts as well. And again, I, I, I'm kind of a sucker when it comes to measurements, because I think that's, it kind of shows the ceiling that these players have in Alliance for such a long time under Quinn, we're just drafting, high floor, low ceiling type of players. And it just ended up being a bunch of average to below average guys, but Hey, they love football and they got great character. Um, I, I kind of want to get away from that where i I want some real difference makers and some guys that can truly impact the game. And you look at around the league. Yes, there's always exceptions, but more often than not, the best players in the league are usually the most athletic as well.
1: Good stuff there. I mean, uh, you you can always count on Logan for the full breakdown, all the info, no doubt about it. I I just want to give some rapid fire names here to finish this out. So in the second round, I wrote down uh, Barmore from Alabama as a guy to look at if he makes it there. Um, Moore from Purdue, who we already talked about, gadget player, guy that could add some juice to the offense and be dynamic. And these are in no particular order because Mo Mo Rig, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, kid out of TCU safety mm-hmm. is getting a lot of praise, a lot of pub. Is either a late first, early second, um, but I think I saw him even in like a third in a mock. So he's kind of all over the place, but he's a dynamic player. Um, somebody that I'd like to see. So those are a couple second round type targets I wrote down.
0: Yeah, you hit on a lot of my guys. I also like Joseph Asai from Texas, uh, yeah. kind of linebacker edge type of player. Um, oh, who else? I, you actually named most, most of my guys, and that's typically what happens. I feel like when, uh, especially when you're on Twitter a lot, you kind of come across players that other people like as well. And you see <laughs> certain things, you're like, oh, I, I understand why they like that player, but yeah, you, you hit on most of them. Um, I think Samuel Cosme is another guy, uh, offensive tackle from Texas, if he's still floating around, uh, in the second round as I mentioned earlier, that the draft has a ton of tackles. And if there's, that's a premier position in the league. And if you can get a tackle in the second round, that becomes a great player. I mean, that's, that's a huge win because those guys don't come cheap. And if you can get them cheap on a rookie contract for four years and they play well, that's a huge (laughs) bonus to your team's salary cap space. Logan
1: wants the cheap four-year studs, everybody. If he hasn't let you know that uh, here on the show, whether it's quarterback or otherwise, and I don't blame him. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna combo meal my third and fourth round names, and then I'll just let you throw a few. We'll get up out of here. But um, you know, third round, Elijah Moore at receiver. If he's still there, he's kind of all over the map as well, but he's a target of mine. Quincy Rocher. I I, I I gotta do it for Benny Blades. Hold on. Uh, if we're talking about the U, I mean, I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that you baby uh he said you know lions are only good when they have a cane on the roster so you you might want to consider roche if he's there in the third round fourth round you know got jones the second who you took in the the late third who i said i like i see him in the fourth a lot uh marvin wilson um big old defensive tackle florida state penetrating guy who you said you would like and then here's this guy i, I may be giving him way too much pub but he went to the University of Pittsburgh." He looks a lot like Aaron Donald. He's the same size as Aaron Donald. He's the 99th player overall on the draft network's draft board. Twyman (laughs) uh, from Pittsburgh is a guy. I doubt he has anywhere near the juice that Donald has or will have his production. But if Brad Holmes could take a guy like that and turn him into a Aaron Donald super light or an Aaron Donald type, I would just be ecstatic. So those are a couple names.
0: Yeah. All good names. Uh, I would add Eric Stokes from Georgia, uh, six, one cornerback, just very athletic. Um, again, quarterback isn't a great need, but if he's still floating around, um, he's, he's got a lot of potential, but he's very raw. And, um, again, it's all about that high potential type playing Baron Browning, Ohio state, uh, a linebacker. I think he's a do it all type of linebacker could be floating around a third round. I feel like his draft stock is kind of, been moving up lately um a lions fan favorite jabil cox lsu former north dakota state guy uh just a really good coverage linebacker 6'4, a little on the lighter size um, he might not be i some people are saying that they'd be fine with him in the second i i do think as good as coverage linebacker as he is I, he, he might not be the most athletic guy but you can just tell he understands um, just route concepts and where to be in zones. And he just has a nose for the football. Uh, so really, yeah, outside of those guys, you named, there's, there's plenty of players. I'm it's nice because the pro days are starting to happen. So that's. <laughs> another common theme you'll probably find in me is once the pro days are happening, if there's some really good athletes, that's when I really go back and watch, dig into some more film. If I see something maybe in their measurements that I didn't really feel like I saw on film. And it is true that some players just play faster on the field than they do at their pro days or what used to be the combine. maybe they'll have the combine back next year, but I miss that aspect of, this whole process.
1: Okay. Well, we'll note to Logan, the, uh, the Trey Lance pro day already happened. You might want to go back and watch some more film. Cause this kid's a stud. I'm here to tell you, we've already talked oh, about it. it here for a while.
0: He's a good football <laughs> I saw player. him miss a few throws too. In a, in a scripted performance, you got to make those.
1: Oh my gosh, Logan's, uh, he's tearing people up for their, their broad jumps and things that this guy can play. And he's put together like a brick house and he's a sophomore basically. So there it is. So Logan, I love the names you put out. I, uh, you know, it's been great talking draft. I know we go a little bit longer in the show. You've been real generous with your time. Again, want to plug sports illustrated all lions L Lamarand on Twitter on the huge show you're on different type of podcasts here and there you're always tweeting out good stuff did i get it all
0: yeah that's about it there's anything else
1: (laughs) he's doing big (laughs) things and he's gracious enough to come here on the kool-aid cast and drink it in about once a month or so i really appreciate it so logan appreciate you coming on again man i'll catch you in a bit
0: oh for sure looking forward to it
1: everybody Thank you so much for listening. Two great shows this week. I mean, you know what we do on the show. Serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid, that Honolulu Blue, and drink it in. Drink it in, man. Uh... Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're out.
0: The bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the line.
1: Drink it in, man.